This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and we are live once again. And I think I'm going to have to go in and exit out of something, but until I hear me repeating, I won't know. But I am your host in Florida, P-Dog, joined along with my co-host, M-Dog, winning the barking competitions here. So we are recording live 8.30 Central Time, watching this Badger game. So this this, uh, might be a little distractive of an episode, but we do, we have a lot of stuff to get to. So hopefully we can lock in and do it then, but I'm sure there'll be some Badgers updates along the way. Right. It's not an ideal time because the Badgers are on, but like, it'll be okay. You know, this gives me an opportunity to have, have them up in the bottom and then just kind of tone you out for two or three minutes at a time and see how the podcast goes when we're trying to do something like that. Yeah, that's always good. Um, yeah, I'm, I got so many tabs open right now that I'm worried that the the live is going to come up. And, and we're going to be, like, doubling up. Yeah, but I, I, think, I think I mitigated that issue. So I think we're good to go. But let's, let's roll into this right away. What do you got for overs and unders? So the best thing that happened to you this week, the worst thing that happened to you this week. Yeah, so I'm going to start with my unders just to keep her on a positive ending note like we try to do. And uh, so I had to file an amendment to my taxes because I fucked some stuff up. And I'm going to blame the uh, the product I was using. Uh, so I, I do some like day trading stuff and I haven't done great. Right. But um, I had a, like a wash sale in there and I couldn't report my wash sale. So then I had to go in like pay more money to do my taxes so that I could report this wash sale to the government that like the difference was like a hundred bucks and it probably cost me more than that to refile. Man, the the one thing I hate about taxes, like I don't, I don't care. Like I'm not like, Oh, we shouldn't be taxed like this stuff. Like I want nice roads. I want nice parks. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't mind like paying taxes. I don't like having to do it myself. And then if I do it wrong, I can get in trouble for it. And then if I get in trouble for it, they actually work hard to get me in trouble for it. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't work hard in the first place to try to get you to do it right. That's That's an interesting take on that. Like I never thought like if they would just work hard, if they would work hard at the beginning for everybody, nobody would get in trouble. Yeah, because if if you file your taxes, say, wrong to the point where you're not getting as much money back as you should be getting, like, they don't have a problem with that. Like, if if you do it and you get more money back, that's when they have a problem. And that's when they put in their money. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I don't like having that responsibility on me. Yeah, I think that you're right. So, my big issue with taxes, it's not that I... I don't really mind paying like a federal tax, right? Or even a state tax. It's not my issue. I It bothers me that I pay my taxes when I get paid. And then every time I buy something, I get taxed. And like 
every time I spend any money, I'm taxed on it, right? So I should just only get taxed the one time when Take it out your paycheck. Yeah, it's taken out of my paycheck. It's done. Like I shouldn't be taxed sales tax and like whatever, like a room tax on a hotel. I don't think that stuff should, any of that stuff should be legal. Right. So like raise your prices, show me what it really is and be done with it. Yeah. I kind of, I think there should be some more transparency in that shit. Yeah. And I guess like, I know it's five and a half percent in the state of Wisconsin, I guess um, hotels and shit like that. You don't know, but like other shit you do. Right. Everything you buy and out of a store, it's five and a half percent in the state. Of I'm so bad about that stuff. It's like, I, I don't know if I don't care enough about figuring out like what I'm like, if they tax me 10% on my purchases, like I probably wouldn't notice for a long time. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, everybody, That's oh, a good was, possibility for me too. Or if it was 6%, would you notice? Do 6%. you know? If so, obviously there's been a lot of like inflating recently, but do you know if like taxes maybe have went up? Like, so say say like a McDonald's breakfast meal used to be like five bucks and now it's yeah. like eight bucks. Do you know if it's just more taxes coming out or do you know if that's like, we got to bring Omar or uh, Kyle on, even though they're yeah, uh, so I would assume like that. Yeah, I would assume that it's not it's not taxes. Your taxes go up because like it's a percentage. So that yeah. So if you spend eight dollars on a breakfast sandwich or whatever, then it's five and a half percent of the eight dollars instead of five and a half percent of the five dollars. So it will go up there, I guess, a little bit. But I don't think I've heard anything about like the state sales tax going up. Okay. Yeah, and I so in Florida we don't have state taxes i i yeah, don't, so see, I I don't even know how that works me neither but i think that's more of like you're paying paying to live in the state right so like i have to pay property taxes and then i think the state taxes has something to do with that okay and then like our excuse in florida for being able to do that is people like to travel to florida so they get enough money and like tourism yeah. I don't know. I so I, I think no like idea. Alaska is in the same boat where they have like the oil money, so they don't have to pay state taxes. I could be wrong about that, but there's a few places Texas is, doesn't have any. Yeah, but from my understanding, in Alaska too, it's like very expensive to live there, like Hawaii, yeah. like just because shit isn't as readily available and they have to like ship everything in. Even though Alaska seems like an odd place for that to happen too, because I think we've done this before. And we're not going to do it again, but I think it's bigger than Texas. And I mean, it's, it's like vast, you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's very big for sure. Uh, I'll get into, so I got, I got at least one more. Uh, I broke my TV. So, and I shouldn't say like broke it. Like I didn't hit it with anything or nothing like happened to it. So it was, it was running one minute and then the screen just kind of went out on it. Like no indication that that was what was going to happen with it screen won't turn on i've heard a few sounds coming from it but like that's hard to like replicate because i can't click into anything you know what i mean yeah no that's brutal the screen went out on it um i have replaced the screen in my other one 
once or the computer in my other one once which made the screen come back and now it does fine but um yeah so it broke my tv probably gonna have to get a two, new tv maybe that's an over yeah because i feel like the prices of tvs have dropped so much since like back when we were young like having a nice tv was like Expensive. i don't know like a bougie thing to have now i feel like lots of people have like i have a very nice tv in my living room yeah i mean i have like i have 50 inch tvs i think i have three of them in my house one of them is broke because i broke it when i moved but it wasn't like the end of the world for me to go buy a new tv it wasn't something that was a problem you know what i mean so i'm seeing like between 200 and 300 bucks for a a decent 50 inch tv that's yeah good to go and so uh probably going to buy a new TV, kind of an over, I guess. Right. Um, so, and then I'll get into my overs. So I took the day off on Wednesday. I did get my amendment off like filed and all that dumb shit. So like, I feel way better about that situation too. Cause knowing that I had fucked it up, like then I get panicky that I'm going to get put in a little box or whatever for my taxes. I'm not interested in that. And then, uh, so it was like wife and I went out to dinner for her birthday. It was just a good night. Like just hung out. Didn't have to deal with the kids for like three hours. It was good. What day's her birthday? It was Wednesday. What's what's the date of that? Do you not? I don't want I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that stuff. Like you get, they can figure it out, I suppose, but the first Yeah. So it was yesterday. Okay. I was just gonna say March March babies are the best babies. That's eh, I don't know. That's Christmas. Christmas. Oh, um, I got another <laughs> under. I did so because of that, because of my wife's birthday. Um I failed at my Lent stuff. I gave myself a day to eat. Like so we went out to eat. We went to like a we went to the Hillsborough Brewing Company and uh we just she got she got an appetizer. I ended up getting like a chicken sandwich of some sort, but I for that day I failed. But I'm okay with that failure. Bad yeah, man. no, everything's everything's good today. Didn't break that, any rules. That's not failing. What rules did you break? I can't even. So I said I was just going to eat chicken and or like meat and veggies all. Okay, so you had bread for, for all or some shit. So I had bread and I had some ranch. So I had a. Buffalo chicken sandwich was probably my favorite sandwich that isn't just like a straight burger, right? I really love like a buffalo chicken sandwich, and it was deep fried. So sounds good. Fried yeah, no, I good. I don't know. I'm not too strict with uh, lamp rules, as you'll keep coming up soon. But yeah, yeah so my- you can get into your stuff. Um, I mean, but that's kind of the what I got is that. Just had a nice little date night with my wife for her yeah. birthday. So it was good. good for you, Mike. You, I think that takes more discipline on your part is breaking your, your yeah. strict rules to cater to your wife's needs. So I, I'm, I'm actually proud of you because you're too strict and no need for that shit. But anyways, I'll get into my under here. So 
I don't even know if this is much of an under, and I'll be quick on this. So I already ate fast food. So that what was did you like, get? Uh, so when I was going to go to Subway, I was only going to do salads. But so now I just changed it to I can just go to Subway because I've, I've ate at Subway twice already. And neither yeah, time. I get it. Salad. And then my my wife wanted to get Moe's and she she committed to no fast food as well. But she wanted to go to. Are you familiar with Moe's? It's like a burrito place. It's like cute nope. little dish. But they always say, Welcome to Moe's when you walk in. But, and she was like, That's not fast food. And I was like, That's exactly what fast food is. And she's like, Well, then I don't want to do it anymore. And I, was like, <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fine. Um, this, this is my, uh, I got three, but I want, to know your opinion because i've been feeling weird about this so i had a slightly awkward encounter uh with my math teacher from last semester so i was studying for a test like right before a test and i was kind of waiting for my current teacher because he he has office hours at a certain time but like there was one thing that i just like needed clarification on and these both my teachers are doctors and mathematics so like i knew it wasn't like gonna tax them that much to just tell me it so if i explain so it was like there was a square root in the denominator of something so if anybody's okay big on math so i was trying to take a derivative of it so basically find the slope of what this was so i know i had to like pull it but i didn't know if something was going to be negative or positive when I pulled it. And I had two different problems where it was different on both ones, like two example problems. And it was breaking my brain a little bit. And so my old, is it a standard thing or is it like something that has a problem? Like it's involved in the problem. So the thing is, and I don't want to get too nerdy on the math stuff, but it, it's not that high level of math. So it's like calc sounds stuff. high level to me. I mean, but basically there's like this rule that if you follow, so it's like a quotient rule. And if it's in this quotient rule, you don't have to make it negative. But if it's not in that quotient rule, you do have to make it negative. Okay. And that's what the example problems were. And I wasn't recognizing that, but, but anyway, so my old teacher walked by me and I was like, this is going to take like a second of her time. Like I knew she was going somewhere, um, like probably to teach another class. And she like kind of had her hands full and I was just like, Hey, Mrs. Whoever, like, or I, th I think I usually do call him doctor. I probably said doctor, uh, whoever yeah. I was like, can you just answer this question real quick for me? And she was like, eh. and I was like, I, 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 and I apologize. I was like, I'm sorry. I like, didn't mean like, I know you're like probably going somewhere like you're busy, but it's just like a quick question. And she was like, ah, and I was like, oh, okay. Just never mind. Like, so I don't know if like, I was like in the wrong there to like, kind of get because I mean, honestly, she could have answered that question in like two seconds, but like it was just like a, such an awkward interaction. For like, I, I've been thinking she, about. Did you like? Did she think you were going to ask her out or something? No, 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 not at all. 
Like, okay. I think she's well, very I mean, aware. She's very aware that I'm, I, I don't know if I would say very aware, but she's aware that I'm married. Like, I think. Okay. That doesn't yeah, mean I, much, to be honest, though, I don't think. It only means something. And so she knew I, who you were. Yeah. She knew you were a student from the, yeah. from like previous. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's like out of the pocket to ask that question. Right. Now, maybe if she's like busy. And I, okay. I think they had something to do with it, but like, and maybe she thought it was going to like lead to more questions. And she was like, ah, I got to go teach a class. Yeah. But like, it was yep. such a simple question. And I guess like me knowing that it would have took her like one second to explain it to me is different from her like being like, okay, I get asked questions by kids or students that like lead to another question that lead to another yeah. question that lead to another question. Like, but she could have said, I have like one minute. You know what I mean? Like I literally have one minute. I can't spend a, yeah. you know, and she, a 10 she minute would, conversation here. I, but so she's a math doctor. Maybe she just like socially it's weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, I so like so, yeah. she can't handle that situation very well either. Who knows? Yeah. I, I think I'm like a fairly awkward person, but I think there was some blame to be put on both of us in that situation. And then it like got resolved right. real fast because like my, my current teacher, like came like walking up the steps, like right afterwards. And I was like, oh, okay, thank God. Like I can just ask him real quick. And then like, he answered in like one yep. second. It's like, okay, that's all I need. And so it got settled, but like it was, and she, weird. Like, she I was doesn't like, know. So it's not, I don't think it's either of your faults, right? So I don't think like asking that question of someone you know is going to have the answer, who's a professor, like that's what her job is, is to assist students in making sure that they learn things, right? Yeah. But like she doesn't know how long that conversation lasts either. And she yeah, hates I, you, obviously. So I know, think there that's is. Why. I think there is something to that. Like, I don't think she liked me too too much as a student. I did have a situation with her on on one of these tests that I took, but that's that's a long story for another day that also got solved and was was fine. And then my last under, so my wife is running 13.1 or whatever, a half marathon on Saturday. And she expects me to run a half marathon as well. And I have not trained to run a half marathon. And we're not like even doing it for an event or anything. We just are going out and running 13 miles. Wait, so, oh, so just like it, it's not like a run. You're not like signing up and like going for a jog and getting a t-shirt and um, hanging out with like 300 other people. Yeah, and see, I think that makes it harder for me because I think if I was like running and there was like other people like running beside me and I don't think I would be like in the worst shape of all the people that showed up to run. for sure. But you run, so how often do you run? So I I run enough and like last week I ran six miles. Yeah, usually I think when I look at it, I put in probably like three, three months, like average out to like three, five Ks a week. Something like that. Okay. So I, I believe that you can run if essentially every, any distance you want, right. It's just a mental attitude at this point. 
towards it. Yeah. Right. So but, if you go out and run it, like I think that that's doable. Um, I am surprised that you're running like 13 miles just on a eh, Saturday morning jog, but um, so I think you can. I think you can finish it. And if she already like, it's worse that you're like holding out that you're not going to do it. You should have been like, I'm not running this on Saturday, right? As yeah, soon as it got brought up. I have a tough time breaking <laughs> news like that, but yep. so, yeah, it's tough for sure. So. Right. No, like it started though, is like we were going to run a half marathon, like the first weekend of February and the okay. program she was following, like she was going to have to like cut the first two weeks out of it and then just start at week three, which she's in great shape. So she could do that. Um, but then we found out we were going, or we forgot we were going to Ohio at the beginning of February on the same exact day as the marathon was supposed to be. So oh, okay. then anyways, long story short, she trained for it and then we didn't get to do it. And then she was like, well, screw it. Like, let's just tack this time back on. So I get the full training thing and then I'll do it once I'm fully trained and whatever. So I got around 13 miles on Saturday. Somewhere. Yeah. Cause you'll probably like, you probably won't be able to break the news that you don't want to right up until Saturday and you'll just be like pissing and moaning about it the whole time. Yeah. And I think I'm just going to try to do it. And if I can't do it, but like I kind of need more of an, a route, so I don't have a good route for it. So I might be doing some like redundant shit. That's going to bug me. Um, Oh yeah. Laps right. on things are way tougher than like, yeah, just and I, straight through. And I got a good two mile lap, but like that's what would you six times, almost seven times, like a two mile yeah. lap, which whatever, maybe I can like just get in the zone and zone it out. But then on top of it, I'm going to be running it by myself because she's going to wake up at five to go do this at like six. Oh, you're and, not even running together? No, I, I kind of planned on it until. I don't think she really wants me to because like she doesn't want her pace to get thrown off by me or my pace to get thrown off by her type deal. And she's going to be faster than me. So I was just going to run behind her and then I would just like have some motivations like, okay, she's still moving, whatever. So yeah, I just got to go run 13 miles by myself. So that. That stinks. Yeah. So that like that, I think you could push off if you really wanted to like, Oh, you finished your half marathon. I really tweaked my ankle, rolled it, walking, getting out of bed this morning. Oh, that's a good idea. D- don't lie. Just, just say you don't want to do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You ran your half marathon. I'm just going to let you know, I'm probably going to do like maybe a 5k and be done with it. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a 9k. Ten, or no, not a nine. Fifteen. A ten. That's yeah. like ten miles. You might as well just do the half marathon. Whatever. No, well, it's not well, ten miles. It's eight. No. Yeah. Nine. No. So eight k is five miles. I know that. So so a, so a five k is three point one. If you're going to do fifteen, it's going to be nine point three miles. Nine point yeah. one maybe. 
So maybe, maybe once I get up to that point, I've yeah, ran. Don't go that far. Just keep going. Yeah, I ran ten miles in the past two months on one occasion, and it was brutal. But the last I'm time I ran six miles, I was like, I don't think I can run thirteen miles. Like I was done. Like I was like, no, I saw you. Out. Like I think that your brain tells you that stuff, and you're like a pretty good runner, right? So you like kick things down at one point, probably, you know, like finish hard. Every time I ran with you, you'd be like, I can't run this slow. And they like start going faster. Right. Yeah. Um, but I want to say that like every time I tried to run like a distance at no point did I actually have to stop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my body isn't actually failing me. My brain will, my brain will be like, just stop. Just stop. Like, just stop. You got to stop. But um, you talk about my body. I don't think my body ever like was like, not nah, you're done. Now, I think if you can run 10, even if you feel like you're gassed, you just be like, oh, it's just right up there now. You know, like I'm real close. Yeah. And I just remembered I can make my two mile route a four mile route. That's kind of different. So it'd be like three of those and then like a mile offshoot. And I think if I hit 12, I'd be like, okay, 13. That's not. Yeah. Like one mile. I mean, I don't want to say that that like, that's like super easy or anything. Cause it's still running a mile is not like pleasant, but yeah. once you're moving and you're warmed up and like, I guess staying hydrated during that time would be the tough, like one tough piece. But I think if you're going to go out and run like a 10 or whatever, anyway, if you're going to go over, over a 5k, just keep going. What's the harm? Yeah, and I think I might give myself some like um, slack to like if I need to walk at a point, which I don't want to. But like the only time, so the probably the furthest I've ever traveled in a distance was during air assault school, and I had to do twelve miles with like thirty five pounds on my back in Kentucky. It wasn't like super hilly, but like it wasn't super flat either. And you just had to finish that in under three hours, I want to say. It averaged like 15-minute miles you had to finish it in. And, and that wasn't too bad. So, But I wasn't running the whole time either. Right. And that, so I would say that at some point in most people's half, half marathon or marathon or whatever, like – I mean, I've watched people stop for water for in a 5K. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I've seen it. I like, I think you could easily do that as kind of just like stop, drink some water, uh, not even stop, just keep walking and drink some water and then keep moving. I know when I ran my 10 miles, um, like I stopped and drank, like I was using pre-workout pretty crazy at that time. And so I, I remember that. Bo- a bottle you put bottles pre- along the route. Yeah, I drove it. Well, I drove it out at one point to see how far I had to go anyway. And then, because I'm not the guy that wears like the watch or anything. And this was shit almost 10 years ago, probably now. Yeah, back when those watches were like rare. Yeah, well, rarer anyway, you know. Yeah. So, all right, well, I'll get off that. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see how it goes. I'll let you guys know next Monday because we're going to be recording. Monday instead, but whatever, that's, that's news for later. And then my over, 
We'll be super quick with this. Went bowling, did well. Got a 135, got a 145. My ball was moving right like I wanted it to. And I was starting to get like fairly drunk by the end of the second game. But I think the way I was throwing the ball, if I like regulated how much I was drinking, I could have got pretty close to 200 if I bowled three, the the full third game or the fourth game. Like I was feeling it. I was picking out basically every spare that wasn't like a, a drastic split or the 10 pin or the far right pin, whatever one that is. I think that's the 10 pin. Like yeah, I that's a, so could not that's pretty that. impressive to me. They're just like even be able to pick up spares because sometimes that's harder to do than get strikes. Oh, yeah. No, I was like on like there. I could tell like there was and I mean, like 135, 145 isn't like good by any means, but and maybe I was drunk. So I was thinking this, but like it seemed like there was like people like when I would pick stuff up and I'd walk back, like they would be like, yeah, like give me like a thing that's and i do think that like 135 145 games like like you said they're not like great games like you're not awesome or nothing but you're really only probably like two strikes away from a game that ends up being over 200 which i think anything over 200 is pretty impressive yeah because even if you look up some like pba bowlers averages i want to say they like like even the greats is like two fifteen, like two. Oh, okay. I don't know. I I, I, I would have expected closer to like two fifty, but like yeah. one miss and you're at I, th- I want to say two seventy nine. Like yeah, you, you miss like one that. pin, something like that, in the middle of the in the middle of it, and you're at two seventy nine or something like that, which is it pulls points off pretty quickly. Yeah. But also uh, strikes put them on there pretty quickly, where if you string together a couple strikes, you know, a turkey or something like that in the so middle the all, of that. The all-time leader in average pins per game is Jason Belmonte, the two-handed dude, and his is 225. Okay, so, it, like, I'm really surprised that it's that low, right? I would, cl- I would assume closer to 250, but, you know... Kind of is what it is. That's good. I nice s- job. Still don't know exactly how to score bowling if I had to do it by hand. I think I can oh, figure really? it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever. Let's roll. We we spent 30 minutes on the on the open. So first segment we're gonna do is running with the pack. And Mike texts me. So I'm gonna let you elaborate on this, but I'll I'll read out what you text me. So Mike thinks. I don't even know why I'm doing it. You you do your own thing. Say I thinks. Me thinks. Yeah, so I uh, so I think that there's 10 teams that if Aaron Rodgers wants to get traded that like for sure should be looking at. Um I shouldn't say for sure. There's a couple on there that are like dependent on what happens with the current quarterback they have. So the Jets, Raiders, Panthers, Bucks, Saints, Colts, Texans, Giants, Commanders, and 49ers should all be looking at Aaron Rodgers like this season. So the two exceptions on that list are the Giants and the 49ers, right? So the 49ers, if Trey Lance can make it back early in the season, which I don't think he is, 
you don't look at him, right? Um, See, I, I, shit, I told you I was going to do a little research. Sorry, but keep keep going. I still, I think you still even look at him, even if you're going to have Trey Lance back. Yeah, maybe if Trey, yeah, right. So I don't know exactly. I would imagine that they think Purdy or Trey Lance can be their franchise quarterback, and I'm comfortable with that. If you feel like you have a franchise quarterback, right? You don't have to like chase after a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who you're going to get for one year. Um, the Giants, if Dan Jones doesn't sign back with them, you should be trying to get him too, right? If Dan, if you decide to sign Dan Jones, make him your franchise quarterback. I get it. You don't chase a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Um, Dan Jones. Have, that's interesting hearing him called Dan Jones. I think you do the Daniel best job. <laughs> But still, I mean, I like that. I'm going to start calling him Dan Jones. Yeah, I mean, I I think Daniel's pretentious, but that's just me, you know, and I'm like a hillbilly. So um, so the Jets, they have a guy that I they believe talent-wise can be a franchise quarterback in Zach Wilson, but he's a head case. Uh, Raiders decided to cut their franchise quarterback in Derek Carr because they're morons. Um Panthers, they don't have a guy that they think can be a franchise quarterback. There's nobody on their team that they think changes the game, right? Um, Bucks, they have a second-round pick a year. So he's got two years under Brady, I think. A year under Rodgers, one hurt, and then you can move him in. I think it's Kyle Trask. Um, I don't think the Saints have anybody that they're planning on, like, moving through it like a 10-year career with. So you could take a one-year flyer on him, draft a, draft a young guy, and then play the young guy next year. Uh, Colts, they probably shouldn't because they've wasted a lot of money on aging quarterbacks, and that would just be another push it down the road year. But they got a good roster, and they should try to do it. Um, and and the guys they got in the past were like kind of like wash dudes. Like even if Rodgers isn't like the MVP was like two years ago and the year before, like he's still yeah. better than he's Matt not Ryan. terrible. And, yeah, I would agree. Um, the Texans, like if you want to try to like put a winning season together right now, you go after him. Um, he can kind of lead your young quarterbacks do something like that, like teach him kind of the ropes. And I think he's been doing that with Jordan Love. Like he doesn't treat it the same way Brett Favre did. Um, And the commanders, they have Heineke. They just released Wentz. They have Heineke and maybe like a Sam Howell or something like that. But um, they don't think Heineke's the guy. They pulled him for Carson Wentz um, when they were like going to like almost for sure make the playoffs. And then they decided to shit the bed. Um, so if, if it is like a rookie or a second year guy, you want to, you would like a year of Rogers and then this guy to come in. I think like, I think that that's a good way to go about it. Um, and then the 49ers, I guess if it's like Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and they can't even start for the first like six weeks, let, let Rogers kind of run the show over there. Oh man. And let them take that in. If they got Rogers, like. And there's a tough Super Bowl. Tough road. Yeah. I've been like reading more and more stuff, but 
I, I get spammed with like just random ass like Packers articles from people like pretty much Me. you you or I. Yeah. yeah right. Like about like a guy wanting to trade Aaron Rodgers for Brandon Cooks or trade Jordan Love for uh Brandon Cooks and a third round pick for stuff like that um but i i think your list of 10 teams is pretty tight because i told you i was going to do a little thinking about it but i was just doing it on my phone at the dog park and i was like i was on seven teams and i was only through uh the AFC, I think. Maybe it was the NFC. Well, one or the other. Because if I did like a quick rundown, like Tennessee, I think, would take them. Pittsburgh would take them. The Jets would take them. So, New England so would Pittsburgh, take them. I think that I think Pittsburgh and New England both have like their guy, right? So I think Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett, like he went to Pittsburgh. I think that they're ready to ride or die with him. They think he's the franchise. I think they think the same thing about Mac Jones in New England. They've yeah. had successful years, and I think those franchises are like we're in uh, Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Like, I guess things could fall out, but like right now, there's no reason to move on. Josh Allen, no reason to move on. So, um, Tua had a good year outside of the concussions. If he can get on the field and stay healthy, like they're going to s- stay with him. There's no reason to have somebody else. Um, so did I like say Tyler, Miami? No, you didn't. But like, okay. so like Seattle with Geno Smith, I think they feel like they're going to ride with him for about five years and that they're a winning franchise with Geno Smith. No, I don't really necessarily agree with that, but like, I don't like, I tried to just say like, these are teams that there's like a no doubt, like reach out and do this shit. There's no reason not to. Yeah. And I seen, I think it's coming out of like Brandon Marshall. I don't know how he has like an inside track to anything, but he he put out a video that four teams have contacted the Packers about it. And like I said, so I don't know. He must have said something about a retirement. Yeah, and I don't know. People that know him. So, I mean, so he was on three teams in the NFL. He was on the Dolphins uh bears and broncos for sure and maybe another one i can't remember i don't said i don't broncos, know sure. right yeah yeah and so like he probably has contacts all over the league when he was being a free agent yeah i mean who knows exactly like who's got the inside intel especially with like aaron Rodgers. is it's just not a a easy person to read but my second question i don't know if i've asked like three and just gave opinions but <laughs> rogers has to have like a trade clause right because like when you say oh. houston like that seems i cannot see aaron Rodgers going to Houston. no so i'm just saying these are teams i'm not saying these are teams aaron Rodgers would be interested in because i don't think no i know that the vast like majority it. of those i i hope that his interest is like playing for the Packers or retiring. That's what my hope is that like, that's the way he goes. I don't think that he retires at this point, but 
I'm not sure. You know, like I'm not in his inner circle. News flash, breaking news. Yeah. Not in Aaron Rodgers' inner circle. Um, I think these are teams that should be attempting to get him, though. Right. All right. Give me your prediction. What happens? Uh, I think he plays for the Packers this year. That's what I honestly think happens. But maybe I it's agree. more hope than think. No, and I agree with you. Um, we I did have revisit the the Jordan Love draft uh, or not draft value uh, trade trade value. Yeah. Do you do you have an update on what you think you should get for Jordan Love if you trade him? So I don't think that he's probably a top five pick anymore because you only have controllability through one year, and like his salary goes up. I get no, you have two years, right? So you have this year and next year, but um next year his salary goes up to like 20 million, I think. Yeah. Right? So if you pick up the fifth year option, it goes up to like 20 million or something along those lines. Um so but if I'm if I'm at like a QB needy team in the first round, I would take him if I thought he was good. Right. I don't know that teams think he's good but i'd take him like because then you you have the two years and then you sign him to a long-term deal and you have him for the rest of his career that's if you would tell me that you get even the years that aaron Rodgers played for the packers out of a player because you traded a first round pick for him i would always take that and there's teams like the colts that if you think that he's good he's definitely worth your first round pick, right? If you have it, because you think the rest of your roster is there. You think everybody else is like on point and you need a quarterback, right? So good quarterback play puts you into the conversation for a Super Bowl. Um, The Eagles probably had a pretty similar roster to what they had had in the past. And then with good quarterback play out of Jalen Hurts, they're the best team in the league, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the 49ers, Trey Lance, wasn't Second playing best. quarterback well. And Brock and Brock Purdy uh, was playing quarterback at an efficient level. And they were one of the best teams in the league. Um, I think Alex Smith had the Chiefs kind of humming right before he left. But, like, the Bengals were dog shit without Burrow. When Burrow had a fully healthy season, they were just better, you know. And I think that that's what he's going to do for a team. Is he's going to, if you don't have anything, he's going to be a better quarterback than that. Yeah, and you, I've been hearing more articles, like more and more articles. And like I said, like take it with a grain of salt because I'm just seeing all of these articles. But there's a lot more confidence in the Jordan Love camp than I feel like there was in the past. Because my opinion last year was if the Packers really thought they had something in Jordan Love, they would have told Aaron Rodgers to like pound sand and we'll we'll figure yeah. out what you're going to do. And this year with them like just completely flipping the script and being like, loves our guy, loves our guy. I kind of think it's a smoke screen. Like I kind of think they figured out like, hey, maybe people aren't that interested in like picking love off of us. 
because we're not interested yeah, like, in moving on from our guy. Yeah, I, I like, mean, I don't understand why you'd be interested in moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Like, the goal no. is a Super Bowl, and he gives you the best shot next year at winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I've heard a lot of guys argue against that, that, like, just reset the whole thing, like, restart, rebuild. But I know for sure that I don't like losing seasons, right? So I'd rather be a plus team and not win a Super Bowl than be the Lions for five years. Not last year's Lions, the previous 20 years Lions. Like, I don't, I'm not interested in being at the bottom of the NFC North for five straight years. So I'm not, I'm not interested in anything. Like, um, watching Badger basketball this year becomes tougher for me because they're not a plus team. They've been a plus team my whole life. And I like that. Like, I get that we don't win any championships. I'll take, I'll take what we have, right? I'll take the, you know, 25 years or whatever it is of being like good rather than one championship. And then we're at the bottom of the big 10 every year. I don't, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I think that's like a bias and opinion that like, I don't overly agree with because so let's just say off the top of my head, would you rather in the last 20 years be the Packers, Eagles, or Giants? Like, would you rather have the Eagles or Giants like Super Bowls or just the Packers one Super Bowl? And wait, the Eagles don't have two. Do they? Yeah, the they, Eagles got one all time. So Okay, yeah. So Eagles um, I don't know. I don't know which team you would equate that to, like that has a championship that maybe the Bucks, right? So they've had a couple of down series, but in they won it in 2000 and then they won it again recently, right? So yeah, I guess let's just go like through our career of being fans. So we can start with the Packers winning Super Bowl. So the Packers have two Super Bowls since let's say since I was born, since the world actually existed. Since, yeah, since March twentieth, right? since March twentieth, nineteen ninety, when the world began, uh, the Bucks got two, two thousand one or two thousand, and then. Um, so yeah, that it is a hard question because we're we're kind of there with well, and so like if you're going on the AFC side, like obviously the Patriots win a boatload, but they're good every year. Yeah. Um, the Ravens win a couple, but they're good every year. And I think the, the Patriots win a couple. One you'd obviously take. I think the Steelers would be maybe the Broncos. If you like, so would you rather be the Broncos, who have uh, four in that time, right? Four since 98, 97. So 97 to did Payton won two. They only have one three. More. Yeah, they won three in that time. You're right. So they won three in that time, but they had some just dog shit years. Do you want that? Probably. I think I would take more than super- the Packers. Yeah. If you like, I hate the Broncos. I have like a un, uh, yep. unequivocal. I don't know. That's not the right word. I was trying you, to- you have a, like a deep seated hatred because of the 97 Super Bowl. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you take the logo off the helmet and you tell me your team's going to win three Super Bowls, they're going to be a pretty solid team. Cause I, I think you're so, right. Like, so I don't man. think that they're bad, but they had some 
terrible years. Like, but they're not, they're never the, like, they weren't the Bengals. They weren't, they were always like 500. Where like the Bengals were always like four or five wins. Same with the Lions, like four, two, three, four, five wins. They were never like contenders for anything. Um, and I'm not interested in like five years at the bottom of the NFC North where you're getting three, four wins. I don't, I don't like that as a fan, right? So, and so when people said they had to turn Wisconsin football on its head, I thought they were wrong because I thought that you're going to hit lightning in a bottle like your 2011 year, I think it was 2011, where you just have everything hit right. And then like that year, things obviously didn't shake out just the way we wanted. But like you get a team like that, you have an opportunity to win the national championship, right? You, you're not going to Ohio State who has an opportunity every year to win a national championship. But like certain teams, like things break for them the right way and then you have an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like the easier way to say it is I I get where you're coming from, but I think I could be a basement dweller for five years. So if if we were the worst in the league for five years and then won a Super Bowl, the worst in the league for five years and then won a Super Bowl, and then the worst in the league for five years and then won a Super Bowl. I think I would take that over, over like consistent success and like, um, all the disappointing NFC championship games. So you'd actually like to see the more of the flashy moves like the Rams have currently done, right? Mm. Chase the Super Bowl one year, let it reset, fucking tank out. Yeah, that, that hurts and my try to get back again. Putting it like that. But yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, and I, I don't think, think it would be fun if you're like cheering for like a Jaguars-ish team that just got on a heater. I think the Giants are like the best example of it. Yeah. Like they, I think the Giants is their fan base is probably like, you know, they've they've had exciting runs. Like yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, the Giants might be like one where it's like, would you rather be the Giants or the Packers? Right. Yeah. And so and like right. I'm biased, obviously, because I see what I see. But all right. All so right. next up I got that um so we're, we're talking about like people hate the way both the Farb era and the Rodgers era in Green Bay is going to end with them being um, guys that are waffling about um, getting out of the league and basically creating their own drama, right? People hate this. And I guess that the more I think about it, the more this is the way I want every quarterback era in Green Bay ever to end because they're ending like this because people are questioning whether or not you still have the skills to play, not like whether or not you're good enough to play. Do you know what I mean? So that that's two different things. Um, let's, let me see here. Who's a good example of a quarterback that isn't good? Tyler or uh, Taylor Heineke is not good enough to play in the NFL, right? So they're trying to push him out of, you know, teams. They're not letting him start for teams because he's not good enough to play, not because he's lost the skill to play, right? Um, with both Favre and Rodgers, um, people think that he's lost the skill to play, and I think that's 
what I want to see every time and that they want to move to a new era of the Green Bay Packers. I'm ready to see that for every quarterback we ever have is that they spend 15 years in green and gold. And then people are like, we got to move on. We got to like get the new, new quarterback. This is the situation. I think you want to see happen every 15 to 20 years for the Packers for the rest of our lives. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like good perspective on like the situations at hand. It's, it's a good problem to have for sure. I think you're kind of like wording it a little like confusingly, but I think people understand like what you're saying is like, yes, you'd rather have an this all-time situation. great MVP that yeah. career is maybe fizzling out, maybe not, maybe kind of like the situation is like, are we going to move on too early or? Yeah. And or I think that's we where we're all at. Is that, yeah. yeah. Are we going to hold on? one or two years too long and then end up being at the bottom of the NFC North because his skills have diminished that much. Or are we going to move on too early? And then he does what Brett Favre did to us and just stomps on us in Lambeau in Vikings purple. Yeah. Which you don't want to have happen either. No, no. I think it's, it's good perspective on the situation. It's like, sure. It's like not fun to be like, Oh, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? But, it's better than, yeah, like you said, like being the Browns that have 15 quarterbacks yeah. in the last 10 years or something, you know. So I'm okay with the once every 20 year drama. Yep. I'll take it too. You ready to bark about the Bucks? All right. So I'll start with like uh, a little bit of Bucks news. So I guess this isn't really news right off the jump, but Giannis went on the Daily Show. I don't know if you got to see it. You did like a 20-minute interview on the Daily Show. I didn't see the whole interview, but it was great. It was it was makes you love Giannis more than yeah. you already love Giannis. Is the things I saw I thought were pretty good. Yeah. And I watched the whole thing. I think. I mean, I watched a 20-minute clip of him on there but just all time like good dude to have like on your show like he he rolled with the punches like took shit like well like not that he was getting like shit on too much like kind of played their game a little bit but because they they did a game where they were like hey we need you to start talking shit more i guess that's probably what your text was about but And the, the guy wrote the shit talk for him. Yeah. And some of it was pretty fun. Uh, well, and so the clips that I saw with it were like, this is like America. You have to start talking shit or whatever is what I think the guy said. Right. Something yeah. along those lines. And uh, basically what I kept thinking is like, for some reason, like the reason that I actually really enjoy Giannis is because he kind of doesn't, he just respects everybody's game and he works fucking, he outworks them all and works fucking harder than they do. And like when they won the title, he said a lot of things that were mildly controversial at the very least. Right. That like, um, he said, I could take the easy way out. I could go to a super team and just play my role and win a championship anytime I want. Like, but we did it. Like he looks at Chris Middleton and goes, we did it. Or whatever. So like, yeah, 
it's not that he hasn't like basically said that to Kevin Durant. It's yeah, just, I he mean, actually it does respect Kevin Durant. He's point. not going to direct it at him or LeBron. Cause he, I think that those individuals, he actually does respect. And so yeah. he tries not to say shit to somebody that he respects about what they do. And so I don't yeah. think that you need to, and I don't think like a guy like LeBron or KD would ever have to like undermine another superstar either. Like, I think they can be in that same boat. And I don't know that they do. I don't remember ever hearing LeBron being like, that dude's trash or something. Yeah. No, and I, I don't think anybody really does. Like, when you hear, like, more of this shit talking in the NBA, I think there's a lot of shit talking you don't hear in the NBA. But, like, I think it's. Yeah, I think on the court, a lot of stuff happens, right? Yeah. And that's just, like, part of, like, the culture of basketball is, like, talking shit. But, like. It's it's like rare when they go to the podium and they're like, fuck that guy. I mean, I guess it's not that rare when they do it, but like I think it's more role players that do stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I guess so. Cause I feel like Embiid's been in a situation where he's put some people on blast. But I think they're usually going after like a guy that's like doing something dirty or yeah. what they think is dirty and like just basically like the emotions on the court boil to off the court. But yeah, it's, it's not like you see Durant being like, no, I'm better than LeBron James, which he could very well think that he is. And he has been. And I mean, at times, yep, I, yeah, sure. I think that's a fact. And <laughs> I, I do think LeBron James, I, I think all of these guys think that they're, the greatest basketball players on maybe the, on the floor when lived. they're on the floor or, yeah. or even that, but, but yeah, it is one thing. Like, I don't know. He just keeps to himself. Anyways, the interview was like pretty funny. Um, it, I always like hearing Giannis. I, I just like how he talks too. So like, it was pretty funny. Gave him food. I thought the food stuff was pretty funny too. Yeah. Like he tried to eat through the wrapper of a fruit roll up. Which I yeah. thought was amusing. Yeah. And then, yeah. He had a, about the same taste as I would. They gave him like some like Twinkie type thing. Anyways, we'll get off that. Good thing. Go, go watch it. It was, it was amusing to me at least. And don't take it too seriously. He's not being an asshole to those guys. He's reading the teleprompter. If you watch the whole thing, it's very apparent what's going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. If you just watch the, clips of it i'm sure you could see that i saw just clips and i knew for sure that he was reading it yeah no it's it's very obvious that it's like set up but it's very clippable to to get shit out of context right but anyways getting into some real buck stuff so they keep rolling currently on a 15 game winning streak um for some contract news we got so they they got uh, Myers Leonard. They signed him to a second 10-day contract. I don't really know what a 10-day contract looks like. I was kind of amused by that. Like, what is it, like 10 days, like $10,000 or something like that? I don't, so I don't know what the, like, the money, I don't know what the money looks like, but they're 10-day contracts. They can only, I believe they can only sign two. And then they have to sign them for the entire year. And then they have to get like the veterans minimum and stuff like that. Okay. Um, 
So I want to say that's what happened. Was it Boogie Cousins that was what the Bucks were a couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple months or a month or whatever. Um, I think that's what they did with him, and then they didn't want to re-sign him long-term or, like, for the whole year, so they had to, like, let it lapse. Yeah. And then it, now in other contract news, I just read this. It looks like the Bucks are favored to sign uh, Goran Dragic. Uh, the Bulls are releasing him, so just another – I don't know exactly what they would be bringing him in for, but just another guy that can handle the ball, scores, averages 13 points a game uh, throughout his career. So I guess yeah, he's going to be a, score he'd a, be a backup guard, right? And so, yeah. And I think when I was looking at he shoots a, like 37% from three. So, and not, not a bad three shooter, but we'll get, we'll get into the game. So, since the last episode, the Bucks have played the Heat, the Suns, quite a few games, the Nets, and Magic. Is that it? And then no the magic. magic last night. Yeah, mag- Magic is it. So in the Heat game, I'm scrolling all over this thing. Um, let me get to it. So game notes: Giannis leaves uh, with like a minute left in the first quarter. Uh, Jay Crowder and Myers Leonard make their debuts. Um, they they brought a lot of energy to the court. I remember I was paying very close attention to Myers Leonard, and I, I don't know how I felt about him, but the announcer they were very adamant about talking about his anti-Semitic statement that he made uh, before he stopped playing for a long time. And it was just awkward. Like, I don't know if you were watching the, the no, live I, broadcast, but they were like, let's go down to, I can't remember whoever the sideline reporter was. And then she started talking and said it. And then the guy in the booth couldn't hear her. So he was like, all right, well, it's not working. Even though everyone at home could hear it. And then... Yeah, then it like had to go back to it again. Like they were very adamant that they needed to get that story out, which was weird. But anyways, the Bucks just absolutely handled the heat. Uh, and that's pretty much without Giannis. Uh, Giannis only played six minutes in that game. So we'll roll on to the next one, which was a little bit of a closer game. Uh, looked like the, the winning streak might be coming to an end. Uh, for notes on this game, Giannis wasn't playing and Durant wasn't playing yet. So could have been a pretty fun game if if we had both the big dogs in it. But I guess sure. fair fair fight. Uh, we didn't have our best guy. They didn't have their best guy. And, and yeah, the Bucks kept rolling. It did look like we were going to lose this one. And Jay Crowder hit two huge threes in the fourth quarter uh, to bring the game close. And then Holiday hit another big three. And then Lopez gets a pretty smooth bucket down low in that game. And as far as the Bucks go, Holiday and Lopez carry us in that game. Holiday has 33 points. Lopez has 22 points. And... 13 rebounds in that game. So they did good. Uh, Jay Crowder stepped up when we needed to, needed him to, which we kind of brought him in to do. So he did his job and that had to feel good for him 
uh, playing against yeah. his former team. Because I didn't realize the drama that was kind of going on there was like they he didn't really want to be there and like they didn't really want him there. And I don't fully understand it. I mean, I know Jay Crowder isn't. I guess he's never really been like he's always been like a great role player. I think he still is, and he fits what the Bucks want For very sure. well. Like a a good guy on so, defense that can hit threes. So I think what happened with the Suns is they just hit on a guy, right? That um or a guy or two that kind of filled his role on that team instead of him filling that role. Cause he's probably more like the last guy into a lineup or the sixth man, seventh man, something like that generally. Right. Yeah. And so um, I think maybe like that Aiton that was down there, there's just a few guys that like kind of fit his bill on like his type of game. And maybe we're just slightly more athletic than he is. And he kind of got pushed out, which makes him mad. And then he sits out and tries to tries to get traded, which he was been he had been trying to get traded the whole year. So oh. yeah, but this this was the closest call in in the stretch of games since the last episode. Um kind of throws some of the stats out. So we shot 43% from the field and then 28% from three, which has been pretty rare for the Bucks, so it it is a team that can can uh, d up on the Bucks. There, uh, I was looking at some stats though, and and yeah, the Bucks get out rebounded in this game, but the Bucks only lead the league in one category. What, what category do you think that is? Uh, two foot bunnies from Giannis. No, probably Rebound. rebounds. Rebounds. Yeah. And they just crush people on the boards, but they didn't. They didn't in this game. So the Suns out rebound the Bucks. Uh, I think it was like 55 to 45. So I don't know. Bucks are finding a way anyway. Um, but we'll move on to the next game. So the Nets, obviously, without uh Kyrie and Durant anymore. Or, but other than that. At only Ben Simmons was out, so I don't know how big of a loss that is because I don't even remember him. But but yeah, that happened. So didn't have their best stuff in the first half, but then like with six minutes left in the third quarter, just absolutely turned it on, uh, led by Giannis, just scoring points left and right in that game. Um, in the fourth quarter, they, it really looked like the Harlem Globetrotters were playing the the generals or whoever the hell they play. Like the Bucks were just like- I think doing it's the what, generals, yeah. Yeah. They were doing whatever they wanted and, and just <clears throat> crushing them. Um, I don't know exactly. So yeah, they outscored them 27 to 19 in the- fourth quarter and 39 to 23 in the third quarter. So I guess the third end of the third quarter was pretty lopsided bucks, but another great game by the bucks. Giannis has 33 points in that game uh, leads leads in scoring. Uh, it, it was just kind of a 
looking at the box score, like all around team effort. Next guy up was uh, Middleton with 18 points, only playing 23 minutes. Um, I say only, I guess, how to add 30 minutes. And then Giannis and Lopez both had 28 minutes. So whatever, five, five to eight minutes less than, than the big dogs on the team. And then to close things out here, uh, Bucks just whooped the ever-living shit out of the Magic, 139 to 117. Um, yeah, it, it was Middleton didn't play in this one. And I don't know, this Bucks team is just absolutely rolling. They are dangerous. They're very fun to watch. Anytime, yes, like, yep. someone's not stepping up, somebody else steps up. Like, I I miss talking about it. I can't remember exactly what game it was. I think it was the Heat game where Giannis goes down pretty early in the game. But then Bobby Portis just looks like a different player. Like, he's just drilling shots, yeah. looking very confident. And then he had – Bobby Portis has a shitty game. But then Joe Ingles has a game where he scores – 16 points in this magic game like everybody got in on the fun and it was like out of hand at the end and then we put in our guard from northern iowa aj green i want to say it is and he just drains threes when he comes in and in cleanup time so all around very good team yeah they're they're super good i mean I don't know how the Celtics like stick with them if Giannis and Middleton stay healthy. I'm not sure. Like, even if the Celtics only lose five more games the rest of the season, I don't know that if Middleton and Giannis are both on the court that they're going to be losing more than two or three games the rest of the year. Right. I get that guys lose. That's the way it goes. Right. But I think we got about 20 games left. I would be very, very surprised to see um, the Bucks lose more than three of those. Yeah, the way they're playing right now, it's it's pretty nasty. Um, and like I said, fun to watch. This is they look like an all-time. I mean, obviously, I'm biased, and basically, the only NBA games I've been watching are Bucks games. So. But it reminds me of like when Golden State was in sync. They just like, yeah, like, like I said, when when someone's not doing well, someone else steps up. When someone's, yeah, I guess I was gonna say the opposite, but vice versa doesn't really work in that one. Um, but yeah, that's all I got got for the Bucks. If they're not the favorites to win the NBA championship right now, I think that's that's a little crazy. But I'm not. I'm not gonna look that. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Sure. I mean, I th- my guess is is that it's Boston is the favorite to win it all, and then maybe the Nuggets in the West, right? So people seem to be really loving the Joker over there. Um, assume that he'll get his third MVP in a row, which I think is a little crazy because the only thing he beats Giannis in is um, assists, which is which is a big deal, right? Yeah, but. Um, Sorry, I'm kind of watching the Badger game, but he's only got him beat in assists. But Giannis has him beat by like 
seven points a game. Like Giannis is at like 31. The Joker's at like 24, 25. I think it's 24. Um, Like exactly the same on rebounds. And then the Joker's Jokic has him by like six assists a game or something like that. But I'm not saying that he isn't a good player. I'm just saying I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say Giannis is the MVP. Pretty clear. Yeah, it, I guess the only way I would drag that argument down a little bit is I think if you take Jokic off the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets get a lot worse than if you take Giannis off the Bucks. But the, the Bucks definitely okay. drop down significantly, and they're not. Yeah, I would I would guess that they're probably like a four or five seed without Giannis. Yeah, yeah where the Nuggets – this coming from a guy that hasn't seen one second of Nuggets basketball this year. Not even one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe they played the Bucks. I I can't remember. I think they did, and Jokic wasn't playing or so, something like that. Yeah, he sat out because he was afraid of Giannis. That ain't yeah. MVP worthy. <laughs> but but yeah, may, maybe that's why. Yeah. But you ready know. to bark about the Badgers now? You got to give us the oh. update too. Yeah, so uh, and I actually like didn't catch they're at commercial right now, and I didn't catch what the actual score is. It might be fifty three to fifty two if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, anyway, I'm going to get into the Michigan game real quick. Lost to Michigan seventy nine eighty four. I felt I felt like the Badgers kind of outplayed in most of the game. Um, they were only up three going into the final what ten seconds of the game. Uh, they let Michigan bring the ball up. And then Michigan has to inbound. I can't remember the exact situation on why they were inbounding from the baseline with maybe two seconds on the clock. Uh, They don't foul when they bring the ball up. They don't foul on the inbound pass, like just like plow the guy over. The guy ends up catching the ball, turns, hits a three, takes it into overtime. And then at that point, Michigan just kind of ran away with it. Um, the Badgers did lose Hepburn early in the first half. And so uh, he didn't play kind of like the whole game, which affects the Badgers. I mean, he's one of their best scorers. The um, Siegen did end up with 21 shots that went up, and he ended up with like 24 points. I don't remember the exact number, but over 20 points. And I think that's kind of the way the Badgers should have their team set up anyway, is that that guy's taken somewhere north of 15 shots. I don't know if you need to be north of 20, but him north of 15, Chucky north of 10, south of 15 probably, and then Wall north of 10 as well. And I think we'd have a pretty good like trio right there. Um, but they shit the bet in a game that they have to win. Um, I don't know how a game like that affects them going forward like uh for the tournament right because it's kind of like a bad beat you know yeah. uh you have that game in hand and then you lose it on the last second buzzer beater i don't know if the committee would look at that negatively maybe maybe they do you know like i have no Close real idea. foul at at the end of that game right like like just be smart like foul them as they're bringing the ball up they get two shots and then bank on you getting a rebound like you have position like assume that you can do the do the thing that you need to do 
Yeah, it, it was. I mean, pretty, doesn't have to be was, perfect, right? It was pretty shitty, and the announcers definitely hammered that, hammered that home. Yeah, and so like for me, I'm not like this basketball like I know exactly what to do in every situation, but my my wife's family does, and they were all saying they should have followed coming up, right? Like half of them been coaches in the high school level, and like they're like, this is what you do here, like. This is pretty obvious. Like, I don't know what they're doing. And so I just took that and I'm running with it tonight. So if they would, if they would have won that, they give themselves like a really good opportunity to get into the tournament. I think right now, like you got to like make some magic happen. You got to do something big in the big 10 tournament now in order to get in. I mean, I guess like tonight. So right now it's 54, 53 with, 540 left in the first or the second half. Um, I guess if you win this game, it gives you a good opportunity as long as you can not shit the bud on. But, like, I don't think anybody expected them to win this game. Like, this game, I assumed was a loss. Probably from the first time I looked at it. Maybe not, like, early in the season when we were, like, 10 and 1 or 11 and 1 or whatever. But, like, when I looked at it after – um, Wall got hurt. I just thought, like, this game doesn't feel like a game we can win. I think and, if you look in Purdue's history, though, they're pretty good at like shit in the bed when they're like a good team. Like, yeah, this, this is an upset in the making, especially at Madison. The Badgers need to win it. Currently up 55 54. Our boy Chucky that we talked shit about just hit a nice little, um, Little hook, soft hook. Yeah. So, like down the paint. I mean, so let's talk about Chucky here for a second. Chucky is not a bad player. He's getting a bad rap because the like the team falls to him in order to make the shots late, right? And he's not doing that. But I think as a senior, uh, I'm trying to think of the like the player that Jordan Taylor, Jordan Taylor, maybe Trayvon Hughes was like that too, like just would always hit big shots when he was like a junior, senior. I think that could be Chucky, the guy that like we're just so pumped to have. But those two guys never had to do it when they were sophomores either. Yeah, but right. like you said, though, like when he was down in that game in Michigan, there was something going on with the Badgers. Like it did look kind of more fluent almost. Like – yeah, Sejan, the guy we want to like, get more shots, gets more shots. But the reason I think that he doesn't currently is because you don't want to put too much pressure on like a freshman guard. You know what I mean? And so they just think like Chucky's got a year. Let's let's you know have him take the brunt of the load, which I get, but. Asijin's the better shooter, especially at this point in the season. And you need to maybe look at him more like he's a sophomore now. Yeah. No, this game's going to be intense going down to the end. People are flying on the floor. 55. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this game is going to be intense, and we'll kind of keep you up to to date on it if you're watching (laughs) us live over the Badger game, which would be stunning to me. But we appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Click, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Turn us off and yet. go watch the Badger game. Jeez, what's going on? 
Well, or don't. We're like we'll keep you up to date. We'll get we'll keep you in there. Um, next up, we got a brand new segment with a completely original name, um, barking about the Brewers. I'm gonna be real quick on this because we we always go a little bit long on some of the stuff I don't anticipate. I should be anticipating by this point, probably because I always have to reiterate that we're long. But anyways, Brewers are three and four in spring training. I think the best, uh, so uh, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but the guy with the most playing time in spring training that's doing well right now is Garrett Mitchell. Um, I want to say he's hitting like 444 with four home runs. I had all the stats pulled up, but my computer started running slow, so I decided to exit out of some stuff. But with that being said, he's got four T's in his first and last name combined. Kind of that seems like a lot of T's. Yeah, and yeah. he has one, two, three, four double letters in his name. That's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I do have the, the stats thing right here. But anyways, not too far into spring training. Going off memory alone, I want to say Yelich has three at-bats. Even though I seen on Twitter that he hit a home run today and the stats I was looking at don't have that up to date. So my stats might be might be a little behind, but Yelich was one for three at that point in time. Self-relic, uh, the center fielder, our young center fielder, that I think is going to be the future uh, for the Brewers there. He's hitting 400. Uh, doesn't have a dinger quite yet. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get to Yelich, but we'll, we'll just say I'm right. So he's... He did hit a bomb today. First pitch. Okay. Yeah, and he hit a double the other day. So I don't know what these ESPN uh, stats... Those Yahoos. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously we're tracking stats better than they are. Yeah, and then for some reason, Cam Devaney's name always comes up highlighted for me. So it's just a Keep sign. Keep an eye on me. that guy. Yeah, yep. it's Cam. a sign, like we were talking about in the last episode. Yep, Cam Devaney. He's going to be a take stud. him. Take him on your fantasy teams. Second baseman. All right, Mike. You want to do driving fast and turning lefts? Yep. So uh, Kyle Busch catches the checkers at the California Motor Speedway. And then our boy, Martin Truex Jr., takes 11th. He's currently in the Cub Series. Um, he's 11th. He's in 11th place, which puts you in the chase at the end of the season. Now we just need to get a win, and we're in. Like, that's Hell. not probably 100% accurate, but should be pretty damn close. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right, moving on. We're going to hot in the streets, peeing on the fire hydrant. We're doing something here. Uh, oh, yeah. We were doing peeing on the fire hydrant. Yep. I'm going to let Pat get into his stuff here. Yeah. The only thing I had, which is old news now, is the Fran McCaffrey stare down. Can't even remember who Iowa was playing in that game. Anyways, they ended ended up, up, it was Michigan State, right? Yeah. And they ended up winning the game. They were down like 13 points or something dumb. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, he just looked like a jackass, but I guess if that works. And college basketball in the coaching department is has never been shy of having assholes 
Oh yeah. Like yeah. being great coaches. So right. So whatever. I'm not I'm gonna move on for that one. Um, other than that, you know, college basketball is heating up like we can see right now. The Badgers are up 57 to 56. Crowls down low, kicks it out. Chucky Chucky takes a step back, jumps, hits, misses the three. But uh, but yeah, college basketball is heating up. Um, what do you got on the Bucks ownership situation? Because I didn't look that up anymore. So, uh, shoot, I forget who it is. Is it the Haslam's that own the Browns? Sure. Um, we'll just call it that. But 25% of the stake is being Lazary or something is selling to, I don't know who the Bucks owners are. I'll give you that much. Um, <laughs> but Aaron, besides Aaron Rodgers, uh, they're selling 25% stake to what appears to be the Haslam's who own the Browns. I do not like this. This is seems to be like a major problem for me because the Browns stink. Yeah, it's, it's definitely bad aesthetics for sure. And I just don't get why you want to sell more. Maybe you explained it a little bit, but when you have no, I don't, such I don't a good know. product, like it seems like the I mean, maybe because be- it's valuable currently, like you understand that it's valuable. Where uh, I guess. Milwaukee could, as soon as Giannis leaves, could be not valuable anymore, right? Yeah. So there's been times in the history of the Bucks that it was not a valuable franchise. Nobody really wanted to be there, you know. Yeah. So, um. But as long as Giannis is there, it's going to be a valuable franchise. He just maybe is thinking this is kind of the peak, right? That after. So he's just a businessman. He's a businessman's businessman. Maybe. But like, I feel like don't buy a team then. But, and then you're going to sell them to it, you know, like a terrible owner. Because I do think the Browns have a terrible owner and that's why they're not good. But that's not, I guess I could just be wrong. Um, I don't like it. And then uh, I might have mentioned this earlier when we were talking about Rodgers, but uh, the Panthers apparently called on about Aaron Rodgers, see if he's available or whatever. But it, I don't think Green Bay knows if he's available until they talk to Aaron Rodgers, which everybody in the world knows isn't really happening yet. Or yeah. maybe it happened today and we nobody really knows, right? I guess yeah. that's possible. But yeah. anyway, uh Moving on to our spicy pepperoni treats. Yes. I'm trying to think if I should cross some of mine off. I'm going to cross the top one off. Okay. So the only thing, so I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld recently, and I don't think there's like an original idea left in the world. So I I don't know if this is a spicy pepperoni, but honestly, like, since I've been watching, which it's maybe been like two months now, all of our spicy meatballs have come up in some way, shape, or form uh, or fashion. All of our ones not about sports. So, like what I was talking about, like the uh, bathroom stalls going all the way down to the floor and having a better like locking contraption, like that's a Seinfeld episode. Like I can't think of other good examples, but a ton of my thoughts that I've thought were semi-original. I mean, I, I knew I wasn't like the first person to think of that shit, but it's just weird how much Seinfeld covered all of this mundane day-to-day. That was the whole deal though, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they did a good job on basically covering all of my complaints 
in life. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what the show is. Like little annoyances that bug you. And I mean, it's just kind of the life of a comedian, like what they have to watch out for in their day-to-day life to like yeah. put material together. So yeah. But um, that that's all I got. Yeah. So are you gonna start bringing a... those spicy meatballs right to the show and just see if anybody notices? I should just start breaking down Seinfeld episodes in, in like that, that's your ups and downs for the week. And like, it's all just shit that happened to Chuck, uh, to fucking Seinfeld. So Chucky <laughs> just missed a fadeaway. They're uh, badgers down 58, 57 with a minute 10 to go. I think you're a little bit ahead of me though, Pat. Yeah. I got a minute seven, so I'll, I'll be in the future. And then my last, spicy meatball maybe we can get out of here and watch the end of this one so i need the pitch clock in the mlb to just be more apparent like i was at the gym earlier today and i was watching one of the baseball games on tv like while i was working out and they didn't have the pitch clock in there and it was bugging me but then i've seen yeah, other got- clips where the where the pitch clock has been very apparent so I think yeah, it it's got to be in there. It's got to look like the play clock on the NFL. Yeah. And I think I'm going to enjoy it though, too. Oh, like, I, I love it. That I, I have been thinking about the major league baseball a little bit. And I do think that like one out would be super interesting. Yeah. Be, I think that's it, just changing the game too much. Like I think yep. you could try that in a X mb or xlb xlb extreme league baseball okay xlb yeah one in the savannah bananas stuff they could do that just one out it'd be like 30 minute games if you finish in under an hour you can play another game right and take it what take it off the series then you get a day off i like it i like it (laughs) All right, let's think, wrap this up so we can watch yep. the rest of the 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 last minute and 10 seconds that Mike's got on the thing. So thank you for listening. We appreciate the support. We love you guys. Yep. Third live episode in a row. Four live. So Four, I think. Go, we got go Badgers. And if any All of right. you guys are doubting the Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, the Packers. Sorry, Mike, we're stealing your thunder. Or that's it. That's, that's, her, that's it. her line. Yeah, that's her you line. Can you got her. Eat our shorts. Roll it. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came. Eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came. Eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came. Eat my shows. Eat my shows.